Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Okay. Thank you. Very well. Yes, I, uh, are you okay? Family all right? Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, a bit sunburnt today. Been out in the sun, not really? for very long. It didn't, it didn't take very long to be oh. sunburnt today. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I, now you mention it, I can see it. Well, you can see that. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been out. You know, in fairness, we went out. We we went um, quite a quite a long trip, um, and uh, back. But we don't we don't sit in the sun. We just walk around. You know, we're not we're not sun worshippers. But I didn't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was that hot. It must have been hotter where you are than it is down here. I mean, we got the sea breezes. I've said that before, and uh, at other times it was quite chilly. In fact, so it was um, yes, and when, when the, the easterly wind—I think it's north easterly wind—we've got at the moment, and it's hitting us smack on in the coast, on the east coast. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's been lovely in the sunshine, and I think tomorrow and Sunday we got it again. So. Uh, but I, I don't like, uh, I, I did get some, but many years ago, actually it was a golf tournament. It was the British Open in the sandwich. We were friends and uh, Eileen, your mum came as well. And uh, you, when we were in the stands, you know, watching the game, and you're, you're stuck there really. And there was no um, shading at all. And I got burnt quite badly. So uh, I, I forgot that. I, I never again, I said, and never happened again. It won't either. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful. It catches you out. It catches me out. Uh, it doesn't take long uh, for me to be in the sun and to get burnt. So, yeah, it caught me today, um, but not too badly. Not too badly. But, um, yeah, it's been very warm today. Really, really warm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, this week i know you've been super busy um because you finished the sphinx cat that we mentioned last mm -hmm. week so this week we thought we would show everyone the finished picture and talk about that and talk about your experiences so we're going to put that on screen now for everyone to see and uh boy does this one look good this um this looks fantastic uh I, there's probably a lot that we can talk about this one mm. uh so realistic you know, the thing that strikes me straight away is the skin uh, and how uh, that 3D effect of all of those folds throughout the body. Um, it's funny how the face obviously captures your attention. But for me, my eyes are then drawn to the body and just have out this, how detailed that skin is. Um, where would you like to start with on this picture, Dad? Obviously, lots of challenges. There. That's right. Where do you start on something like this? I suppose, I suppose we start at the beginning, really. When I first saw the animal, I was impressed. But um, I was also aware that it, this was not going to be easy, and it wasn't. However, you, you, I don't know what you pull out you know, when, you're, when you've done a lot of work and a lot of, especially a lot of animals, you can pull something out the bag that you didn't expect. And it happened with this. As I was doing the picture, 
I uh, was going through all the motions and all the things that you do. And, uh, of course, I was narrating it as well, so I couldn't focus completely. And that, sometimes that's a good thing, that you don't focus on uh, too hard and too much. You have to relax, and uh, I was relaxed in that. Uh, but I did find it tough going, particularly the uh, body that you were talking about. That was hard. You know, I've said it before, when's a line, when not a line, when it's a crease. And that's what it is. Um, and it was hard. And I had to go over that quite a few times. Did that it. take a lot of thought to do that? A lot of thought behind those creases and lines. Did you really have to map those out? Mm. Well, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to... You've got to um, create them to start with you can't you know put all the colors on and, and, and pancake them on which you have to do with the especially with the UART paper because you'd lose all the lines you wouldn't know where you were so the first thing you've got to do is to establish that but you can't establish it with a very dark color you've got to you've got to have a color that's going to be seen through the um the whites and the pinks and the mauves and so on that you're going to put in so uh, that's what I did, uh, but it, uh, and I did it really instinctively. I think I, I would say, Steve, uh, I, I had no idea how to, how to do it at all. There was no, I've never seen it done. I haven't seen a sphinx, a sphinx cat uh, either um, in real life. So I've got no uh, idea how to approach it, but. I did, and uh, I was pleased with it, and uh, it turned out really well. I think the body was the, I would say, the hardest thing. It was all quite hard, but the hardest thing, the easiest thing, I think I told you last week, I thought the eyes were going to be easier, and they were. Nose was a piece of cake, to be honest. I mean, I've done them all before. But what is hard, and again, I think I mentioned this last week, where you've got the ochre on the face. It's like a foreign colour. You've got the pink, um, very pretty pink colours and mauves and uh, greys in there. Then you put on a pretty harsh colour. I mean the, the, the colour was um, 182 and then I was using um, the, I think I used 192 which is an Indian red as well and a couple of other colours. It was a carbothella mixed in with that and ochres so and that was on top of it has to be on top of the pinks you, you can't put it on on its own it would it would look awful so the, the combination really of the pinks as a base color and then uh, the ochres on top you've got to be careful there i i i think i mean it would lovely i'd love people to try it and i i really hope that they do but you've got to be prepared. This is an advanced picture, and it's going to it's going to take quite a lot of effort to to get it looking reasonable. Something like this, I think, you've got to be mindful that you could make it look like an alien. You know what I mean? Not of this world if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. um, but that was that's that was those are the viewpoints that uh, I've got. Mm. Because I think what's interesting about, I've only seen them in pictures or 
TV and things like that. I've never seen one in real life. I've only seen videos of them. Um, but you really seem to have captured, from what I remember seeing, the kind of almost um, the the folds in the skin and the the kind of um, what am I trying to say? Like the way that that skin falls on the cat, um, you know, almost like it's pulling like a, almost a direction of the skin does that make sense in terms of the folds are are angled you know obviously you've copied the picture very accurately because it seems to really give the indication of where that that thigh muscle is and, and going down to the leg like I think that's adds to all part of the realism and, and right at the bottom on the right hand side the way the skin comes underneath uh, the breast of the cat into the the bottom of the cat uh, mm. underneath and I just feel like you've really created that shape and dimension which you would normally be using fur and you've had to use skin folds to That's indicate right. That's right. that um that uh, I, I I'm almost terrified to think of approaching <laughs> this cat in terms of drawing this cat because I wouldn't know uh, you know it feels like fur is a walk in the park compared to this well this was a this was a, a cross between a human portrait and the cat and the, you know, the, the, the type that I've done before. Because, and, and unless you've done the human portrait and used the ochres and the, the pinks and the greys, as I have done, I don't think you'd be able to do it. I think you've got to have that kind of background, that experience to be able to, to know how the colours work and how you can get those very subtle changes. What is, um, and I enjoyed this part of the picture at the bottom, where, as you say, the thigh, uh, it's on a part, you've got that little dark wedge in the middle there. And that was not particularly hard to do because I've done that before in portrait work. You know, it, it, I knew how to do it. It was just a question of, applying it um, but of course it looks good and the other thing you were talking about the the um, the folds and we're, we're talking about the folds because they are so important in this animal it, when you when you're using the color shaper for instance that's a major tool if you haven't got one of them you'd never be able to do it you can't put the finger you can put your finger on but it it won't give you the detail it won't give you the the same effect that you're looking at, so the and the and I used um, I used the two color shapers, the, um, the pointed one, when you want just detail, especially on those fine lines in the middle of the um, or the, the deep part of that um, crease, and then the um, slightly wider one, number two color shaper, both ivory. You you can't really use grey. Well, you could, I suppose, but the ivory is softer, so once again, it goes with the goes with the cat. The cat looks as though it's soft and pliable, and, and that's what. Uh, so using the colour shaper, if you use the grey one, it would be hard. I mean, I've used grey before with the fur, and it works well, but um, here, most of the time, if I'm doing a portrait work, I'd use the ivory. So you see, you're, you're bordering on that um, in between again. Yeah. 
very yeah, hard, but I'm sure I'm watching it back at the moment, Steve, because I only finished it yesterday, so I didn't uh, I haven't had a chance, and I've been busy too and other things. So I've um, and I've got two SD cards to look at. The first one is with one camera, and the second one is the other camera. And I haven't got the other camera yet, which is the the main one, uh, but I shall pick that up over the weekend. But I'm really enjoying watching it and reliving it. I wouldn't say that I look at it and, and think, how on earth did I do that? I know how I did it. But I, I, I marvel at the fact that how did I actually know how to do that when you haven't done it before or, or you've done similar things before but you've never done one of those cats before. So I think this is what is wonderful, it's wonderful to have... Um, this kind of experience, really, with uh, with art, uh, mm. completely lost in in it, and you can tell from the, the, my narration that I'm enjoying it. Mm. It's it is fascinating. It is a fascinating subject, and um, one of the things that I think is so interesting about this picture is, uh, as someone that hasn't seen a, one of these cats in real life. Um, is the the interest behind the markings and the textures and something that I've just never seen before on a cat and because it's there's especially the comparisons of the face and the you know below where you have the wrinkles in the forehead and that downwards that being so different to the rest of the cat it's almost you know stripping a cat back of its fur and then seeing what's underneath and so this is almost like a, you know, it's such a fascinating insight to the different textures behind the fur of a cat and see what a cat looks like in, in mm. this particular breed. And um, it, it makes it so interesting. And as someone copying this picture, I imagine that because the markings on the face could easily be slightly interpreted differently that you're never going to get the same picture twice. There will be slight variations of those markings and shading. Um, you know, someone obviously will try to emulate as close as possible to your picture, but I imagine that's still quite difficult to get an exact replica. Um, so there's just it's just such an interesting picture to look at. Mm. Well, as I said last week, I, I, I would like people to look at it purely from an interest point of view, not necessarily, oh, I've got to do this, and because they realise when they see it done uh, that it is hard. I do tend to make things look easy, but they're, they're not. And I, I know that when and when I taught in workshops, I go to something that I think, oh, you should be able to do that. Well, why, why should they? You know, it, it's kind of, I, I would expect people to be able to do it, but they can't. Uh, so I learned that quite quickly early on. And... Um, and uh, I, I then, from then on, had sympathy with them, as we talked about rocks last week, didn't we? Um, well, I do have sympathy with people doing rocks because I know how... I don't have a problem with them, but other people will and do. And uh, so you have to have the sympathy with people for that because it is so, it's so frustrating when they see somebody doing it. Well, why can't I do it? Um, but but it, it but 
uh, I did, I've actually um, sent the picture on. I, I don't think the young lady, um, Tom's um, young lady, has seen it yet because she's on holiday. But uh, Tom came back and said how nice it was. Incidentally, you know that uh, we had a, a comment on last week's podcast, it seemed the, the, um, the work in progress, and it was from somebody from, I can't remember her name, I'm sorry, um, but um, she, she, um, she from Canada, and she said that the, the breed was kind of put together, that's one of a better word, in 1966. That's that's right. Yeah, I'm just finding the the comment now. Oh. It was Laura. Um, that, that if anyone's interested, it's it's really fascinating. Laura's has written uh, a little bit well, for us about. You read it out because I'm sure people would find that. I found it absolutely fascinating. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Then let me find it. Okay, Laura. Um, let's find your comment. Areas. Uh, hi, Colin and Steve. Thank you for taking us through the process of drawing the sphinx cat the sphinx was a breed that was created here in canada in 1966 after several years of crossbreeding the sphinx cat does tend to have a thin layer of fur on the face top of the ears and on the tail and sometimes between the toes the rest of the, the cat's skin feels very soft velvet or uh, like a i don't know how to say this camoy cloth camel cloth Oh, um, yes, I know what you mean. And I think people would know, know what they're talking don't know about. How to say that word. The poor things tend to be cold often and usually they require electric heating pad or a thick blanket to keep warm. They are the same as any other cat behaviourally. On behalf of all other Canadians, I apologise for not giving the world a very pretty feline specimen. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, uh, and she goes on to say, um, these cats do grow on you over time. Most sphinx cats are found here in North America with the highest concentration in Canada, likely because the breed was created here. Uh, so I was really pleased to see a Sphinx cat in England and that you accepted the challenge to draw her. I look forward to the finished product. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. So thanks, Laura, for that insight. Um, yes, thank, well thanks for reading it out, because yeah. it, it, puts it, it, it puts it easier for me to try to remember what she said, but it's very kind of her to... Uh, to give us that explanation um, and when you take from that I, I always assume that they were they've always, always been around it's strange isn't it um, and yeah. I suppose they are they do resemble the um, the drawings that you see from ancient Egypt don't they when you see cats there they they look very similar to that very pointed faces, mm. like Ab Abyssinian, you know, cats, like very uh, mm. Siamese, uh, very um, triangular faces, like very harsh lines. But I do, I do understand that um, they, are, they're, they're, they, uh, they do need looking after, though, because I think you imagine if they go out or, or it's a cold, very cold day, they would feel the cold because of no fur to keep them warm yeah yeah so um it, i don't know whether i would be like to take the responsibility but obviously um uh, it's it's loved and uh, it's a boy did we did we tell um people I, the name no i thought it was a girl is it not a girl oh it might be the name is dobby Dobby, no, I, I think Dobby, Dobby could I be suppose, a boy. could be a boy or a girl. I don't know. I assume, assume it's after Harry Potter. 
So there's an elf house elf in Harry Potter, so I assume it's uh, after Dobby the elf. Oh, um, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very pussy cat, even if it's a male, it's a pussy cat. Yeah. And, uh, and I've and, and I've loved doing it. I don't know whether I'd ever do another one now. To be honest, and, uh, it might spoil it if I did another one, having experienced that one and come out so well. But of course, the framing—you'll um, see that you're showing the picture with the frame, aren't you? All right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I showed people at the beginning of the um, video. I showed them the frame. Um, well, I think you saw that last week, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, of course, I put it in the frame, and it does make a difference when you put a frame. But it was a nice—it's a nice little touch, I think, for people to see. It actually from the beginning to the end. Mm. Uh, Lovely. So, so, what's uh, have you got something? I know you just finished it. Have you got an idea of what you might do next? Um, yes, I'm going to do the rocks next. That's uh, ah um, yes. That was um, that was um, a request, and I'm going to do it because I think it's important um, that we focus and concentrate on that another very hard um, subject. So I'm going to do that. It's not going to take me very long to do. And then I've got um, I've got two or three projects, uh, and I don't know which one I'm going to do yet. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. Something interesting. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I hope everyone's uh, enjoyed this episode and looking at the Sphinx Cat. And if you are going to give it a go, then uh, stay tuned because we'll when next come down and uh, grab the footage off of Dad, I'll try and bump this one up the list. I know it's going to be uh, popular and it's something different from all the other subjects, the furry subjects that we normally do. Um, so, yeah, look out for that in the future. And we'll check back in next week, Dad, and see how you've got on with these rocks and show mm -hmm. them on screen and we can talk a bit about that too so um as always if anyone has anything that they'd like us to discuss or anything that they'd like us to read out on the podcast then always comment or get in touch with us email us any questions any discussion topics that you'd like us to talk about but for now we will leave it there for this week so thank you everyone for watching and listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.